Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. You know, it was the Apostle Paul, when he was shipwrecked, He got struck by a viper. And when he got struck by a viper, the people, the the bystanders there, the locals, perceived that he was a murderer of the devil. And after a space of time went by, and he didn't die, as a matter of fact, the Bible even articulates it this way, that no harm, came upon him. And after that, they changed their mind from thinking that he was a murderer to thinking he was God. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to beware of human poles. I perceive in the Holy Ghost tonight, there's some people that's being held back from what God wants you to do simply because you're afraid of what people think. There's people not going to like you just because you go to church. It don't matter what church name it is. You go to church, they're not going to like you. And if we're going to be tossed to and fro with every wind of everything that's said, we're not going to make it. We need a resolve in this hour. We need a tenacity in this hour that says, I don't care what you say, I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. The winds, as Pastor put it, have shifted over the last 20 minutes. God has entered this sanctuary tonight to declare to us a work. A work that He intends to be done. Why is it so important, Brother Mason, that the church grow? Because every number is a soul. We need to be clutching them out of the fire. We need to be pulling people out of sin. And the more growth that occurs, the more that is happening. There's a fundamental piece to that that we as a church need to focus on. Again, you can stand or you can sit. That's entirely up to you. We can worship. Brother Terry, we can worship with the songs. We can worship with the Word. And it's entirely up to us whether or not we get that right. Your flesh isn't always going to enjoy worship. Matter of fact, some of your greatest blessings in God are going to be in times and occasions where you worship when you didn't feel like it. Your flesh isn't always going to... You might like the song, but you don't necessarily like clapping your hands or lifting your hands. Ladies and gentlemen, Church of the Living God, we need to recognize tonight there's a difference in enjoying a good toe tap and worship. 
There's a difference in enjoying the beat and truly giving God the worth that He deserves. And it's important for us as the church of the living God to understand tonight, we got to get beyond the beat. We need to get beyond what style song it is and get our hearts in line with really worshiping God. Because if it's your style song or if it's not your style song, if we're not worshiping God, the end result is the same. We're still not worshiping God. We need to worship. We need to worship God in the song. We need to worship God in the Word. Because it is the Word that saves us. David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. It's not the song that's going to keep you from sinning. It's not the music that's going to keep you from sinning. It's the word of God. You know, there's a whole lot of things to do in church. And I had intentions of coming tonight and reviewing a whole lot of them with you, but I really just want to focus on one. Because this is something, it doesn't matter where you are in your walk with God. If you call yourself a Christian, this is something you are automatically qualified and automatically called of God to do. And that is the third component of the church service. You see, there are three components to the church service. There is the worship and praise portion of the service. There is the word, the preaching and the teaching portion of the service. The worship and praise portion of the service is to the word like an anesthetic is to an operation. It prepares you for what's about to be done in your life. I've been operated on more times than I care to admit, and I can guarantee you it was never without anesthetic. Because I don't want to feel the pain. But there's some pain to go through to get my problem fixed. Church isn't always going to make you feel good. It needs to get in your crawl every once in a while. And make you understand that you're not all that. We need a holy presence of God to get right in our grill sometimes and say, Bubba, straighten up. If we don't worship and praise, when the word comes, you've not had any anesthetic. You're getting operated on and you're feeling every bit of pain. And then you want to reject and rebuke the operation? There's a whole lot of preaching I've taken in my life because I had a little bit of spirit that was evolved from a worship service where that I, I did some crying, I did some laughing, I did some praising, and then when the preacher come in and said, straighten up, it didn't hurt as bad. I was like, oh yeah, I'm feeling the Lord. That's why every component of the service is absolutely and 100% necessary. 
Worship and praise is necessary. The Word is necessary. The Word, preaching and teaching, is to your soul and to your life like the operation is to the body. It cuts. The Bible says it's a two-edged sword. It cuts. And it operates. And it corrects the things in your life that need to be corrected to make you better. Things that would never get better on its own. Because we as individuals and human beings, we're not that good. I don't care what kind of self-help book you read, what audio tapes you listen to, or how much preaching you listen to in the car, if you can't get in the presence of God in His house. We need something to say. I need to stretch. I need to strive. I need to be better. third component of the church service is the altar call. It is the most often overlooked and eliminated portion of the service. It is a ministry opportunity. It is a follow-up opportunity to the preaching. Now, let, let, me, let me just come in, slide in here real straight real here for just a moment. The altar service is not a time for you to go to the bathroom. It's not a time for you to get your keys and your coat out. It's not a time for you to check out and check into McDonald's. The altar service is one of the most important components to a service. Because it's in that moment somebody is teetering between heaven and hell. And I've seen people turned away from an altar because of carnal saints distracting them. I've seen, I've seen feet out in the middle of the aisle getting ready to move and slip back in. Never saw them that close again. The altar portion of the service is to your soul like the post-operation recovery is. It medicates and it heals the wounds that are intended to make you whole. You can have an operation, you can have a problem, you can have the doctor remove it, but if you don't go through a proper recovery period, you're going to get infection. Lord have mercy. You're going to have more problems than what you started with. But you need a time to be medicated so that you can heal. What happens to you in an altar service when you come down here after, not every, not every, please don't misunderstand me. You've been in church any length of time, you know every message is not a, it's not a sticker. Every, every message is not a in your face, straighten up message. But we need those. If you ever reach a point in your life where the any time anybody has any, anything constructive to say to you and it's always everybody else's fault, you're in trouble. Every one of us needs some correction. And when that time and occasion occurs, because what might be a correction sermon to you might be a shouting sermon for me. Because I may have just overcome that valley. Or vice versa. 
And it may be a corrective uh, service. It may be a corrective message to you. It may hurt just a little bit, but if you've worshipped right, and you let God come in and operate on you through His Word, then you get in a recovery zone. Then what happens is He starts putting some healing salve on you. By the laying on of hands and praying that God will heal and restore and recover and touch and minister to whatever your need is. But the component to that that we often miss is no one person should be in this altar alone. There's nothing like waking up in a recovery room and you got somebody sitting there with you. Every time I've had surgery in my married life, and I wake up, it don't matter how drugged I am, and I can guarantee you I'm not a pretty-looking case. I'm not a pretty-looking case right now, but I can guarantee you coming out of surgery, it's not a good sight. But I can look over in the chair not far away from me, and most of the time even standing there holding my hand is my wife. We say we need each other. We need to do more than say it. We need to show it. We need to show it with prayer and support. When someone's in this, when there's a when there's a new new person in this altar, I I'm not a medical specialist. Just just I've been doing a lot of praying, a lot of reading. How a baby is born is that doctor doesn't come in the room and crouch down 20 feet away and say, all right, come on. When that woman is ready to deliver, they bring all the equipment over to the bed. Everything's mobile. It slides real easy, comes over, and they make her as comfortable as they can. There's a lot to be said for that right there. Some of you ladies is laughing at me. And that doctor delivers that baby. Birth is a hands-on experience. And where we need to get as a church in order to get where we need to go, of what was spoken here 25 minutes or so ago, is we need to understand that an altar service and working in the altar and praying in the altar shouldn't just be about it being your family member. If we're really going to heaven together, they all family. And we need to develop a type of concern for one another that whether it's your blood relative or my blood relative... I only got one blood relative in the area. He's standing right there. Whether it's your blood or my blood, if somebody's praying, I can remember a day in this church, somebody hit the altar, there was 15 people around. Now if we do a little inward focus right now, it's rough to have one or two today. The Lord has spoken a word to us tonight. I think it corresponds hand in glove with what he had spoken to me already. Because there's going to be people coming through those doors that need you. They need the ministry you've got. 
And if you call yourself a Christian, your automatic response, let, let, let me just teach this to you just for a quick moment. Your automatic response to a message should be to come to this altar. Automatic. We've, we've got to get past the mentality that altar service is just for repenting. I grew up under that mentality. We used to say, if anybody needs prayer, come and pray. That's not what it's about. Yeah, if you need to pray, come and pray. But if you need to worship, come and worship. Because you know what that does? That seals what you've just heard in your mind and in your spirit. When you come and you worship after preaching and after teaching, that gives you an opportunity to say, Hey, God, I, I, I don't know that I really agree with everything. Come on now. Don't tell me that every time you hear something preached, you automatically agree with it. I know you don't or you'd do it. But that gives you an opportunity to get in the presence of God and say, God, I don't know if I agree with everything right now or not, but I, I, I receive it. And I'm giving you an opportunity to seal it in my heart and work on me. When we approach God with an interest in Him working on me, you, and not worrying about how we think it was for everybody else. Then that gives God an opportunity to move in your life. But to do so, we've got to remove our pride. And we've got to remove our prejudice. That means praying for people that you don't want to touch. Praying for people that you might have the luxury or lack of luxury, whatever you want to call it, of knowing a few things about them. You know, sometimes knowing a whole lot isn't all that. <laughs> I think we'd be a whole lot better off not knowing some things sometimes. Turn your ears off. Because then I'm not as reserved about praying for them. I perceive tonight in the Spirit that there's going to be people coming through these doors not always going to be the rich and famous. They're going to be the people that well, they all need God, but they're going to be the people that need more than just God. They need a life change. Isaiah 66 and 9 says, Shall I bring to the birth and not cause to bring forth, saith the Lord? Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, saith God? God is not a halfway God. And He is not, He is not, He is not going to allow a birth to be partial. I believe, Pastor, with all of my heart and soul tonight, before God will allow a birth to be partial, that He will cut it off at conception. He won't even allow there to be a birth. Because a partial birth will kill both the baby and the mother. What good is it in a spiritual context? What good is it for us to get people in the altar if when they get here to be born, we leave them by themselves? It is no good. But I believe tonight that God has spoken that the door shall be opened. As a result of that, we need to prepare. And our preparation is in the altar. Would you stand with me tonight? I think it would be proper to even cite it this way within this church. Other churches may operate differently. But within this church... When you hear the cue stand, 
you've got an automatic invitation. You don't have to kneel, you can stand. You don't have to stand, you can kneel. No one's telling you how you need to pray or what you need to do. But it is important for us collectively as the body of Christ to approach God and say, God, whatever's just happened in my life, I receive it. And I'm willing to do whatever you want. This is, a, this is the right opportunity right here for us. If, if you are a Christian, if you claim to be a Christian, if you're Holy Ghost filled tonight, or even if you're not, this is the right opportunity for you to approach God and worship. Say, God, change me. God, seal in my life, in my spirit, those things that's just been done. I don't want to come to church and always leave the same as I got here. I want to leave with some change. I want to leave with some change. When you're in an altar, after you've prayed and after you've praised and after you've worshipped God, be sensitive to needs around you. Somebody might just need a hand on their back. Somebody might just need to hear their name called in prayer and support to know that they're not alone. They're not walking by themselves. Oh God, I love you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.